folks, brace yourselves. But the Royals are fun. This weekend was the best weekend of Royals baseball since they hoisted a World Series trophy. The kids played, the kids dominated, and the Royals get a fun weekend series win over Boston in Coffin Stadium. We'll talk all about it coming up on today's Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, writer at JustBaseball.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, Brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time that you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and and check out the thousands of great cars that they have for you. We're going to dive into what was the most exciting weekend of baseball in Kansas City since the World Series. I mean, this weekend was special, it was fun, and for the first time in quite a while, you should be smiling ear to ear, you should have faith in the organization, you should have optimism in Kansas City. If you've listened to this show a long time, you know that that is hard for me to come by, but it's true. I think that the deadline last week went flawlessly for Oklahoma, for Kansas City. I think that the that the deadline went flawlessly. I think that the weekend went flawlessly, and that the Royals have a strong foundation to build upon. Now it won't be easy. They won't snap their fingers and be contenders, and the rebuild's not over because of one good weekend. But that good weekend allows you to feel as though the team is heading in the right direction. And there had been questions about if they were. There had been questions about uh, where this rebuild was heading. And there still are questions. I don't want to say that one weekend wipes it away. We know how baseball works. But obviously, this weekend was incredible. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. Subscribe for free across all platforms. And folks, this week is the first Chiefs game since the uh, AFC title preseason. Check out Lockdown Chiefs. They've got you covered over there. So this weekend, if you checked out, if you went on vacation, if you unplugged from your phone this week, didn't you know watch baseball or keep up with it, I'm here to recap it for you. You missed out on a great time. I'll just tell you that. The Royals are getting hot. The Royals are playing enjoyable baseball, watchable baseball. They're six and four in their last 10 games. Sure, their record's 45 and 66. They're 13 games out of the division. Sure, 
They are 14 games out of the wild card with 45 wins um, on the docket. The bottom line is, though, this weekend showed you what it's all about. It showed you what this season has become. This season is no longer about wins and losses. It's no longer about you know attempting to get to the playoffs or be respectable record-wise. It's about finding out what young players you have at your disposal, finding out which young players you can count on for the future and which young players you're kind of you know still shaky on and which young players you're totally out on. That's what we're all about here this year for the rest of this season. And this weekend, the Boston Red Sox come to town. They're trying to get back on track. They've had a disastrous, you know, month, let's say, you know, they fall below 500 uh, now after the weekend's over with, you know, so they're fighting for 500. They're fighting to stave off the O's and jump them. They're fighting to try to get back in the playoff contention. And they laid an egg in Kansas city. Let's take you all the way back to Thursday. The Royals win 7-3 to three to start the four-game set. You had MJ Melendez go 2-for-4, two-runs scored. Bobby Witt Jr., 2-for-4, with two runs scored. Both them playing a run. Salvador Perez, 2-for-4, with a run scored in four RBIs. Vinny collects a hit. Massey collects a hit. Eaton collects a hit. All young guys who are part of what you want to build. And even Nicky Lopez gets in on the fun going with two walks, a base hit, and two runs scored. Melendez homered, Vinny doubled. You you had such a great showing from your bats. You had another quality start. Fourth in a row for Chris Bubich. Six innings, four hits, two runs given up. Only one walk. The control is getting there for Chris Bubich and six strikeouts. Then you turn the ball over to... Scott Barlow in the ninth, shuts the door, and you get the win. Of course, this was the Eric Cosmer game where the, the, the Royals fan base gave him that standing ovation. We spent um, Friday's show talking about Eric Cosmer and talking about why that, that standing ovation was such an important moment for him, an important moment for Kansas City in, in general. But diving into the game itself today, as we recap the series, that is a monumental game because everything clicked. You had your young pitcher who'd been struggling all season long continue his best stretch of the season. You had your young bats really break out and get comfortable and and allow them to try to build off of something. You had your staple, Salvador Perez, pick everyone up, right? When Bobby Wood Jr. gets on base, whenever MJ Melendez gets on base, you need to reward them for it, and that's why Salvador Perez is such a key cog in the lineup to do just that and bring them around. Utilize Bobby Wood Jr.'s speed, who's the fastest player in baseball. It was fantastic to see them play that way on Thursday. But the weekend was even more satisfying because they did run into a bit of adversity. They did run into some highs and lows. And the youngsters' response to it is why you should be so optimistic. We're going to talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier 
for you to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. So this is your easy steps. You create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job and also the purple hashtag I'm hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you are hiring so your network can find you the right people to hire. They also have simple, simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize what you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. And this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidate you need and want to talk to faster. Do you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So post your job for free by going to linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That is linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're diving into this fun weekend that was. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Royals your first listen. Every single morning, every single day, we're here for you talking Royals baseball. Second listen, let's go check out the Lockdown Chiefs podcast for all the breaking news regarding Chiefs training camp and positional battles. So why was this weekend so important? It was important because of how well the young players played, but also because the young players fought through adversity. Now, winning three or four is always a good thing, but you have to remember where these two teams are at. The Royals season is over in terms of competing for wins and losses. The Red Sox are trying to fight and claw their way back into playoff contention in a market that will never accept failure. If you fail to make the play, make the playoffs in Boston, it is a disaster. That pressure is felt by their players. And again, they're fighting to stay above 500 even in Kansas city with a series that their players, their coaches, their manager, their owner, their general manager, and their fan base expect you to win in Boston. So after taking game one, game two, Boston comes out and bats around 13 hits, drives in seven runs, and wins seven to four. And the Royals didn't even score those runs until the game was decided, really. I mean, they got three in the eighth, they scored one in the fifth, that was all they're scoring. The Red Sox had this game in hand for the majority of the contest. And so riding the high of Thursday that we just fawned over, you turn the ball over to your veteran presence in Zach Cranky, who's supposed to lead the staff. He's supposed to be that calming, stable arm in your rotation. And he survives four innings of four-run baseball, giving up seven of those 13 hits and two walks. Amir Garrett gives up another run, charged, of course, to Grinky. And then from there, even your stellar bullpen arm, Josh Dalmont, 
allows two runs. So, like, your pitching staff just did not have it. There were still bright spots, though. Of course, Vinny had the three hits, and Melendez was able to uh, have one hit. Perez hit the home run. Dozier, Melendez, double. That was the one hit for, for Melendez. Kyle Isbell had a triple in this game. Nick Prado goes one for three with a run scored. But, again, given where these two teams are at, that could have been the turning point for the series. Sure, we took that Thursday opener, but now the Red Sox have commandedly beaten us, and they're supposed to win this series, and we just gave them our best shot with the Grinky, and it's all coming back down, right? Downhill. Wrong. The Royals fight tooth and nail and win in a walk-off fashion on Saturday. This was the most fun game of the Royals season. If you're a diehard Royals fan, you know that when things get bleak, the weather gets dreadful. If you're like me, you're sitting at home on Christmas break, nothing to do, getting bored. It's in between Christmas and New Year's, so you're waiting on the New Year's Six Bowl games. You have nothing to do, really. Every year, to count down the new year, Bobby Sports Kansas City, then known as Fox Sports Kansas City, Count down the best games of the Royals season. Gives you something to watch as you wait around your house as the weather's too cold and bitter to go outside. Gives you something to watch. Gives you something to do. I would be willing to bet a large sum of money. Now, do not bet on this. If you bet on this, you have a crippling addiction to gambling and you need help. But I'd be willing to bet a hefty sum of money. That the number one game this year on that Royals countdown on Fox Sports, Bobby Sports, Kansas City, is going to be Saturday, August 6th against Boston. Because it had everything. The Royals lead off the game with a home run from MJ Melendez, his 12th, off of Boston's ace, Nathan Evaldi. And that was just the start of the bad day for Evaldi. Six innings, seven run, uh, seven hits, four runs. And he gave up two home runs. One to lead the game off to MJ Melendez. Bobby Witt Jr. collected a base hit, two RBIs. You had Salvador Perez with a massive hit. And then, of course, the big story. Not only did Kyler's Bell go two for three, not only did Nick Potter go one for three, the big story was your rookie leadoff hitter, MJ Melendez, who was one of your prized prospects, hits a leadoff home run in this game. Two sides jostle back and forth. It's 1-1 after two because after that leadoff home run, the Royals give a run right back to Boston, so it's 1-1. Royals then collect two in the bottom of the third, so it's now 2-1 Kansas City. But then Boston strikes for two in the top of the fourth. So we've got run, 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 for those of you keeping track at home, innings-wise. And then the Royals tie it back up at the bottom of the fourth with a run. In the sixth inning, the Red Sox tied up at 4-4. And then it's that way until the bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth in a tie, in a, uh, I should say, in a Boston lead situation, so Boston leads by one. Bottom of the ninth, Nick Prado up to bat. He has been 
your best first baseman in the farm system. He's been a top 10 uh, prospect in your farm system for going on three years now. Gets the call up this year due to the vaccine stuff in Toronto. Stays up here because of the trade deadline and stuff and everything else. And bottom of the ninth, guy on base, Nick Prado, walk off, two-run home run. That is your ball game. He circles the bases. He jumps on home plate. The entire team's out there just clobbering him with hugs and Gatorade showers and bubble gum and everything else. And for those of you that got to watch the game, you remember that iconic scene of him jumping on home plate and Jim Melendez is there. Cool as can be, hat backwards, jersey untucked, just jumping on the pile, looking cool, looking marketable. Of course, you have the top prospect in baseball, Bobby Witt Jr., looking cool, looking marketable, celebrating, and you have Nick Prado coming through in the clutch. This team played an extremely fun weekend, and we haven't even got to the cherry on top, the reward for the team battling all night long, all series long. We'll talk about that coming up, but first, once here right now, we're going to friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your betting needs, finding the favorite sports, events, and number one, Online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews for the news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. But online continues to be the top online resource for all the sport wagering information from live uh, live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They are have you covered. Find Bet Online wherever you want to on your phone or your laptop, mobile device, uh, iPad, desktop, anywhere. Bet Online is where the game starts, folks. And I want to demonstrate for you how easy this is. You type in BetOnline.net. Pulls up their sports book. Now you can bet on any sport, football, basketball, baseball. I want to bet on baseball. The line for tomorrow is Kansas City plus one and a half. And the Royals have Chris Bubich going against Royals legend Johnny Cueto. I'm taking Chris Bubich plus one and a half. Give me that line tomorrow. But online, place the bet. It's that easy. Check them out today. But online, where the game starts. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're talking about the best weekend of Royals baseball in quite a long time. Quite, quite, quite a long time. For your third listen, check out Lockdown MLB, national perspective on all of Major League Baseball. First listen, Lockdown Royals. Second listen, check out Lockdown Chiefs this week. Third listen, check out Lockdown MLB for the national perspective of baseball. Sunday was the cherry on top. Thursday was an emotional day. It was a very fun win. Friday, you dealt with adversity. You got hit in the mouth. You could have quit. Saturday, you were gritty, gutsy, came back, walk off, and that propelled you into the Sunday afternoon game against Boston in which you piled it on Boston and won 13 to 5. 13 to 5. Brad Keller was stellar, 6 innings, 1 run baseball, 4 strikeouts, 3 walks. MJ Melendez a two-hit night. Bobby Witt Jr. collected a hit, Dozier with a hit, Michael A. Taylor with a hit. You had Massey go two for three with three runs scored. Again, he got the call up because of uh, the trade deadline. He's a top 10 prospect in your system, and he has so far 
dominated in his Major League debut season as a rookie, betting 348 right now on a very small sample size. Eaton got the call this week, got recalled from the minor leagues. Another guy who's top 15 in your system. He is uh, two for three in this game with three runs scored in uh, you know in this game as well. Kyle Isbell, another guy who I'm very high on, but I can't really gauge where the Royals are out on him. Two for three in this game as well. So you were clicking on all cylinders, and it was totally because of and exclusively due to your young assets, your young prospects, your young players who will be here for the next five or six years and trying to get you to that mountaintop, trying to get you to that postseason, trying to get you into contention. I want to spend tomorrow's show talking all about this team and who fits into the plan, how they fit into the plan, and what the plan even is. But I think that this weekend gave us a very good launching point for that, a very good launching pad for that. There, there have been far and few between areas in which you can get excited about this team in recent years. But this weekend is, a, is, I think, a turning point. I think this weekend's a turning point into when this team gets good again, whether that is next year or the year after or the year after even. This year will be the year in which we look back and say that series against Boston, that's where things turned around. And I think that when this team is good and continue again, you can do the math and say, well, if you go back to that August you know, 8th series against Boston and you take their record from then onward under the MJ Melendez, you know, Bobby Witt Jr. era, if you do that math, it's actually a, a great record. That's not promising World Series. That's not promising, you know, an instant playoff appearance. But when the when the sum total is made, I believe that you just saw a team click. You just saw a team come together personally. I mean, you saw them on social media having fun. You know, after the game, whenever Nick Prado hit the home run, they just they just all tweet Nick Prado. Every player tweeted Nick Prado's name. That's all they tweeted was just his name, exclamation point. You're seeing a team come together culturally in a clubhouse. You're seeing a team come together on the field and picking each other up on the field. And you're seeing a team play with heart, hustle, passion, excitement, and a team that looks like they want to be around each other again. There's a few things that have changed since we could have last said that, obviously. You traded with Merrifield most notably. I think that this weekend was the start of something new in Kansas City. We'll see how they carry this momentum into the White Sox series. We'll see how they carry this momentum into the rest of the season. But on tomorrow's show, I want to talk about what the plan should be, when you should expect competitive baseball again in Kansas City, and who you should expect to be here at that time. So drop your answers for those questions down below on YouTube or on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.